or just for, for something that's slightly unrelated to the entire narrative, I, I find the phrase made love very, very interesting. As in, it, it does point to something profoundly important in sex, as in, it's, it's not only a kind of copulation between beasts, but there, there's a certain love going on. So it's, it's when we first get out of Eden that Adam and Eve are able to, to love each other. I, I, I'm not as familiar with the Bible as you, but does it mention made love before in Genesis 1, 2, or 3? I do not think so. For in uh, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, there is indeed no uh, reference to uh, any sexual relations between the two. For in Genesis 1 is the creation, Genesis 2 is also the creation, and the creation of Eve out of man, but that was not related to any made, making love to one another. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost like love was created after the fall, and perhaps this links well back, back to our discussion in Genesis 3 of how the fall itself is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is the fall that constitutes the human being and all of the wonderful things and, and terrible things that occur to us, as we shall see later in, in the narrative. I think that's a very interesting point. And while I, while I might, I, I do find the idea of love only occurring after the fall perhaps a bit questionable. I do think that, how, on the other hand, I do think that there is some sense of love is only fully realized after they ate from the tree or the, the fall made them fully realize the depth of love via the fact that while God loved Adam and Eve before, Adam and Eve only realized the love of God after the, after the fall or actually fully appreciated love and, and love became appreciated instead of love began to exist after the fall. Mm -hmm. Though I do think that you raise an interesting point about the importance of love within sex because I think commonly in society these days, we've slowly gone from an area where love is predominantly based on marriage and based on a union of love to one which has become more of an exchange or, a, or something which is diminished away from sex to something which is more carnal or physical. I think that this change is greatly unfortunate and, and perhaps, and definitely I think we can perhaps um, delve into this idea a bit more here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would disagree with you, though, about mm -hmm. the point that there was love before the fall. Because in my view, it was the fall of this not listening to God that that shows the kind of interiority or the, the kind of darkness of, of human consciousness, the darkness in a sense that other people cannot penetrate it. And it's completely unpredictable. And you, you have a certain, I guess, inaccessibility towards other people. And for me, it is constitutive of love that this has to be the case. As in, when you love someone else, it's always, uh, in Kierkegaard in terms, a leap or a certain gamble. Because, because you, when you love someone else, you don't actually know what, how they will respond. And, and it is taking this risk that is constitutive of love. Therefore, in the intransparency of the human mind, that is... I guess constituted by the fall, is love possible? Well, if if we're completely transparent, then I don't think a kind of playfulness or or the stance in in courtship can can ever happen in, in and develop into love. Well, I think that um, what we're talking about here is the, def the difference between understanding love 
and our love existing. Because I do agree with you that love, you might require our love, you might require this fold in order to understand the gravity or the significance of love. Though I would at the same time remain that or maintain that love is indeed existent before the fall, because I think God did indeed love Adam and Eve before all the fall happened. And being omniscient, he wouldn't indeed need a fall to perhaps um, contextualize it in the same way that Adam and Eve perhaps required love. So I think that that's perhaps a bit more of a minor point, though I think that our, the, the takeaway from both of our interpretations is still the same, that you need you perhaps need this kind of fall or you do need this kind of impurity in order to understand the beauty of love all the same. And, and I, I don't want to get caught up too much on this kind of distinction, though I think that we can perhaps delve into you a bit more. And I know you do have uh, thoughts about the idea that making love or at least sex and love are deeply intertwined. And when you separate it, it can lead to perhaps rather unfortunate outcomes. Mm-hmm. Well, what I find is the, the kind of great danger for, for a human being is an inability to love. As Dostoevsky said, as you know very well, hell is an inability to love. Actually, you introduced this quote to me. So I guess what I find very, very, very horrifying is a kind of commodification of sex, which leads to a commodification of love that almost destroys what makes us absolutely human because of course love love is very difficult and it's it's it, it contains a lot of suffering that's why we say we we fall into love it's it's this and it's very interesting too if, if we think about the phrase falling into love with the fall in the bible love there's this sort of fall this mistake or this misstep it's constitutive of love, but a lot of times we, we try to avoid it or we, we try to be too safe within it. And that's what, I think that, that that's the kind of whole consent situation that's going on. As in, it's, it's not bad to have consent, but the problem is, I think in a lot of Scandinavian countries, they, they're, they're thinking about this legislation where you have like an entire sheet and then and then you you have to tick before you have sex. Like everything is like, okay, I'm, you even have to specify your religion and stuff. Because, and nationality, because you can you can retroactively rape a person if, for example, you lie to them that I don't know you're 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 a Christian. If they don't want to sleep with a Christian, and they find out later on, then you can be prosecuted for raping them because you've lied to her that that you're a Christian. And what I find is that there's a certain commodification in this, and also a fear of another person getting too close to you that is constitutive of this sense of consent. Although, of course, there's a lot of terrible per- people in the world and you have to protect yourself against them. But nevertheless, this kind of procedure destroys something very important in love. I think that is definitely very true and very interesting. I think I think the necessary question here is, well, what do you think is the telos, the purpose of sex? Is it I mean, in the animal world, it's mainly for procreation, though in, in humans, what we see is that it's, it's become something which is way more. And there's a fine line which we see now. It's, it, it's kind of like in previously in the animal world, it's purely for procreation. But now we're moving towards away from its from, from procreation to a sense of pleasure. And then now it seems that we've gone from sex as pleasure to sex as 
almost a commodity or an exchange between people, especially in like kind of friends with benefits or something along those lines. It's like <laughs> it goes beyond the it goes beyond merely just pleasure anymore it's just purely about an exchange which and of course you say that exchange is an exchange of pleasure and of course there's that kind of intertwinement but slowly but steadily we've seemed to be viewing it as just a random exchange of money or the same kind of exchange which i think takes away from it so what would you view sex to be um what do you think is the purpose of it i think a pure commodification of it wouldn't be a problem in itself because in everyday life, we, we do a lot of things for commodities. It like commodification isn't bad in itself. The problem with a kind of commodification of sex is that you can't separate sex, I, I think, or separate something so intimate from what constitutes you as a person. And once commodified, you're you're almost doing damage to yourself or to your humanity by commodifying sex because you, you said that one of the telos of sex in, in the animal world, at least, is procreation. But precisely because we're not, I, I think sex precisely constitutes the dimension in which we're not so animal, as in we, we don't only have sex for, uh, for procreative means, but instead, a lot of times we, we have sex. I think you can find a lot of historical examples for this that jeopardizes actually our, I guess, evolutionary survival probability and in this sense this blind irrationality in sex is it is what makes us human and if you commodify it and rationalize it <laughs> then you almost destroys this dimension and i find it very very terrifying mm -hmm. and tying this back into into adam and eve you can see that the first thing that we do after after we become human in a proper sense is to make love, and and therefore the the Bible is basically saying that well this is something extremely 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 important and something that we cannot uh, right, something whose weight we cannot underestimate. Mm -hmm. I think that this discussion definitely is what you say is very interesting and. And I think it also ties in, I don't want to dwell on sex too much here, but I think it definitely ties in on um, with the idea that sex is there in a bondage between in a matrimony or in a marriage. And that, that might be a very interesting way. And we might discuss this idea of sex in future videos. So, so the reason I was smiling just now is because I created or thought of a very interesting um, a title, which was a teenagers discuss sex. And I think that might get a lot of views. However, and then I'll put a picture of like some a rather risque picture on it. But well, I mean, uh, maybe like I don't know. I don't like like two virgins discussing sex. Well, yes. I cannot claim. I, I I don't know whether you're a virgin though, <laughs> and I don't know whether I'm a virgin. So, <laughs> thou shalt not commit adultery in the mind. But but uh, but but let us uh, progress on. And I think that our discussion on made love was very fruitful. <laughs>